Welcome to KC Connect, brought to you by IVEX Employer Relations Team. Across this series of short episodes, we will provide insight and expertise on some of the most common challenges for our members and discuss the case law shaping the employer relations landscape. My name is Judy McNamara, Senior Employer Relations Executive, and I'm joined by my colleague, Kieran Loughran, Senior Knowledge Centre Team Manager. And for the next 10 minutes, we'll discuss and explore the requirement, implications and legislation relating to the issue of probation. Kieran, why is a probation period necessary? Thanks, Judy. Um, firstly, I'd like to say probation is a, is a topic we get a lot of queries on. It's a particularly hot topic at the moment. Um, in its simplest terms, Judy, probation is what employers use to determine if a person is suitable in the role uh, when they commence employment. Just to explain the, the purpose of probation, I think I'd like to compare it with, with fixed term contracts because sometimes employers do get confused as to the purpose of both. A fixed term contract is used where there is a fixed term role or a specific purpose. Uh, and so you know that the, the requirement for that role is going to end at the end of a specific period or when that purpose has ended. A probationary period can apply whether there's a fixed term contract or whether the person has been employed permanently. And that is a period that is used by the employer to assess if the individual is suitable and reaching the level of competency that, that's required for, the, for that role. So, so that's an important differential. Just in relation to probation, as I said, it is a hot topic at the moment for a lot of employers. What, in your view, are, are the areas of legislation that covers this and, and the risks in relation to, to, to probation for employers? I'm going to start with the legislation that isn't relevant because we're talking about probation periods. So what you can't avail of if you're a claimant and making a claim in relation to an unfair dismissal during probation is the unfair dismissal legislation because that requires 12 months service, Mm -hmm. except for some very specific exceptions. But generally, a 12 month service is required in order to avail of that legislation, which takes me to the next and probably most common one, which is the Industrial Relations Act which uh, results in a termination from a third party, or sorry, a recommendation from a third party as a result of uh, the, the, the claim. In those circumstances, first of all, no service is required. So from day one, you can bring a claim once you start an employment. Um, now, it's, should, it's notable that a recommendation from a third party is not legally enforceable, okay. as would be the case with other um, legislation, but it's more so morally binding. However... A lot of employers have noted that where, where, where they haven't paid uh, an award based on a recommendation, they found themselves the subject of media attention, where the, where the claimant has approached the media to complain that a particular employer hasn't paid them. Um, and the other area here on then is the employment equality. Again, no service requirement here. Potential compensation of up to two years salary for a discriminatory act. So regardless of how long you've been in, in, in employment, uh, if a discriminatory act discriminatory act is identified by a third party you are liable to at least two years up to two years uh, salary uh, award in those circumstances and the last one here on then is a civil action in a high court injunction um, and that's a very very expensive route it's not used very often but it is used on occasion so those are probably the most relevant and poignant pieces of legislation in terms of probation so there, there is a misnomer there among employers that, that a dismissal during probation, you know, is without risk. But that's clearly not the case then, Judy. 
Oh no, there's absolutely risk there. There's absolutely risk there, and the the the, the fear as well that a lot of employers um, concern me with is the the notion that there's no risk because it's just a recommendation, but it can be very damning for an employer to see their company name splashed across a newspaper because they didn't pay an, an award in a third party. Yeah, so yeah, the, the risks are definitely yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. What would you consider, Kieran, when setting out a probationary process? Yeah, for, for me, Judy, it, it, it really comes back to, to the the principles of, of natural justice and and going back to the fact that in probation you're you're looking at performance. I think there's specific ways in which, in which this is applicable. So it, you know, employees need to be aware during the probationary period that their performance you know, if it is unsatisfactory at that early stage that they're informed about it and told about it. And then moving on from that, that they're given the opportunity to improve that performance. Uh, and then arising, you know, if it's, a, if it's a, a case that they need specific support to improve, if there's training that's required, that the employer should support the employee in relation to achieving that standard that's required. And then as part of that, the employee should also be made aware that if they do not improve, that their employment could could be in jeopardy as a result. And so that's why it's important to outline that within a probationary clause if you have that in within the contract of employment. If we get to the point where you are looking at potential termination of an employee during probation, they should have the right to a hearing the right to representation at that hearing. And then there should be consideration of the right to appeal any termination that arises during probation also. Okay. Okay. When you when you think about that and, and, and any terminations during probation and, and, and potential uh, issues arising, are there any particular pieces of case law that, that employers can learn from Judy? There are, and I've, I've identified three particular cases, but before I actually outline those cases, Kieran, I'm just going to make a comment uh, that I found very interesting, which was made to me by an adjudicator recently, where a, a, probation, a claim uh, on the basis of a probation having been terminated unfairly was brought before a third party, and the adjudicator noted that this particular issue is like train tracks. A lot of confusion occurs between the performance element of it and the conduct element of it. And so the, the legislation I'm going to refer to now uh, kind of clarifies that to some extent. And that's probably very, very important in terms of how employers going forward would deal with this issue. So the first case I'm going to mention is Beachside Company Limited trading as Hotel Kenmare in a worker in 2018. That was a situation where a claimant was uh, dismissed during his probationary period um, uh, and claimed that, that was done with no advance warning. Uh, in that circumstance, the court, the, the WRC awarded €90,000 yeah, because he had had no advance warning. No mm-hmm. rules of natural justice were applied. He wasn't get, given advance notice. He also wasn't ad, ad, advised of the uh, right to have a uh, representative at the hearing, etc. And it ended in a very substantial uh, amount of money, obviously, in, a, in a, a, an award in the amount of, of uh, €90,000. Um, what the court said on that occasion was, uh, that they accepted that that the employer had a right not to atta- not to retain an employee in employment, but fair procedures must apply in accordance with the rules of natural justice as set out in this, as SI one four six of two thousand, which you've just referred to in the code of practice, Kieran. Mm-hmm. 
But it didn't distinguish in this particular case whether or not it didn't distinguish between conduct and performance, which was slightly different in the O'Donovan case, which is the second case I'm going to refer to. And in that case, this matter was was brought to the High Court uh, and then appealed to the um, Court of Appeal. And the Court of Appeal found in that case that the High Court's finding was correct insofar as the respondent had been dismissed because of poor performance and as opposed to misconduct, but held that the High Court had failed to give adequate consideration to what it deemed a critical factor, i.e. that the termination had occurred during the probationary period. The Court said the whole purpose of a probationary period would be negated if a right to fair procedures regarding the assessment of an employee's performance were to be implied in the contract and either party must be free to terminate the contract for no reason during the probationary period, which would su- suggest uh, that the if you're dealing with a performance issue, that an employer has a right to terminate if and when it sees fit during the probationary period. But if you're dealing with a conduct issue uh, separately, that that, should, that will, will attract or should attract the right to have uh, all na- rules of natural justice applied. So there's a, a clear distinction a clear distinction there. conduct yeah. and performance. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And I think that's probably the first case that has actually made that distinction and certainly, if, to my mind, refers back to the train track analogy made by the adjudicator that I referred to earlier. Yes, yeah, good analogy. And it, yeah. very finally, the Lexington House Nursing Home and a worker in um, May 2022, and this is a Labour Court uh, finding in which the court awarded uh, 3000 to the claimant, but noted that a code of practice, the code of practice on gri- grievance and disciplinary should apply in a disciplinary procedure. So this this is another one that caused a little bit of confusion between conduct and performance, uh, and the paperwork suggested that. But ultimately, the court found it was a conduct issue and should have been dealt with via the rules of natural justice. So I would say, Kieran, that probably the safest option to apply it would be to apply fair procedures and natural justice rules if it's unclear or if there's a if, if there's a possibility that the issues pertain to both conduct and performance, just for safety and protection of the employer. OK. Um, is there anything else, Kieran, we need to consider? Uh, well, look, Julie, I know we've got a limited time uh, today in relation to this. Uh, so so I think we've covered quite a lot of this already. The, the issue of the negative publicity arising from a, a claim is important. Um Again, you've mentioned the Industrial Relations Act claims and the fact that they're non-legally binding, but that issue of the negative publicity is a key issue for uh, employers to, to, to be aware of. And, and something else to consider in relation to Industrial Relations Act claims is in organisations where there's union recognition, you know, if they don't apply and accept uh, the recommendation of the Industrial Relations Act, could that have knock-on implications in relation to employee relations okay. or industrial relations within that particular organisation? And okay. um, just uh, as I said, we, we have a limited time. We could talk all day about okay. probation, Judy, as you know, it is it is a topic of concern to employers. But just in relation to, 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 to looking forward, we, we know there's a lot of additional piece of legislation affecting employment uh, on the horizon. Is there anything that we should be aware of that uh, may affect probation? There is just one thing I think that, that needs to be called out, Kieran, and that's uh, the, the, the Transparent and Predictable Working Conditions EU Directive, um, which is due to be transposed into Irish law by August of this year. And that provides that a probationary period shall not exceed six months except on an exceptional basis where it's justified by the nature of the employment or in the interests of the worker to do so. And I think my understanding is that 
that provision is, is, is included in that piece of legislation because it's deemed that six months would be sufficient to assess uh, an employee for the purposes of performance in the probation period. Okay, so that's that's something that yeah. uh, employers need to look out for into the future. Absolutely. Uh, Judy, uh, been a pleasure talking to you. Likewise. Um, so that concludes this episode. Thanks for listening. For more content like this, be sure to explore the audio hub on ibec.ie and follow ibec on Twitter at ibec underscore IRL. Thank you. Thank you.